your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. Kyle Sullivan, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. And as you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, betonline.net, where the game starts. Uh, yeah, all right. So what we're going to get to today, the Avalanche and Flames. Avalanche lose it in overtime, about like two seconds into overtime. <laughs> Um, and we'll get to Sammy Gerard. We'll kind of talk about him because he seems to be the, the whipping boy right now. Um, is that deserved? And obviously we'll get to our sound check. Uh, but prior to the first things first, we do want to let everybody know that, uh, there won't be a show tomorrow and likely no show on Wednesday because Kyle and I are, uh, taking in the games live, this week, I'll be going to both of the Islanders and Devils games, um, and Kyle will be going to the Devils game. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to be kind of hitting the road and uh, reporting live. So if you don't follow us on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram, and then you can send questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com, and follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hey, everybody, YouTube Wit Nation. Um, and uh, yeah, so follow on spe- specifically Twitter because we post a lot of things up there and we're going to be at the games, those games. Uh, so because of that, we'll kind of be traveling and uh, no shows Tuesday and likely Wednesday. So you got today and then we won't see you guys until Thursday. Now that that is all out of the way. Um, let's get to the weekend game against Calgary. This was what you kind of expected. This was, this was, you know, they always use that term playoff atmosphere. That's exactly what it it was like. You, You know, anything can happen in hockey and especially in the playoffs, but you just get the feeling that these two teams are on a crash course for the Western conference finals. And man, that is going to be a, a throwdown drag them out series which is not guaranteed for the abs but what did you think about this game in particular then we'll get into the specifics of it this felt like the dark timeline version of our series with florida um it had that same intensity that same like punch after punch but the avalanche fell in this one contrary to when we played the panthers and you could say the same for the flames and the panthers we're on a crash course for both of them at some point deep in this playoffs hmm. you yeah. you can kind of isolate it down to a couple things that the eyes need to work on especially when they handle the flames but how we were saying this is game of the year when it came to florida this calgary game there were some glaring things that you're like you know what we should fix this and you didn't really have a the greatest feeling you were almost mad after that game you were and you know what somebody made a comment on youtube and i, and I don't have it with me um and and I couldn't agree more with them. They they made a comment saying when they lose to a team like Arizona, 
you don't get that mad about it, believe it yeah. or not. You know, like you should, but but you don't. You're like, all right, that's just a little hiccup, a little bump in the road. But when you lose a game like this, and, you know, they, they lost in overtime, so they did get a point, and that is, you know, okay, at least we got something out of this whole thing. But, you know, you want that extra point, obviously. Yeah. You, you want to beat those good teams. It does. It mm-hmm. leaves a, a really, like, bad taste in your mouth. Um, and the good thing is you don't have to wait that long. You are playing them again. And yeah. the next game I still think is in Denver. So you get another crack at this. And like we said at the beginning of the month, when we were kind of breaking down the month, this is, you know, people are going to be watching these three games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and if the, all right, you, you lost the first one on home ice. You cannot lose the second one on home ice because the third one's in Calgary. Now you're fighting an uphill battle. God forbid you lose all three of them. Even though the Avalanche are sitting pretty, you know, number one in the standings, I think people are going to be like, well, Calgary's got your number at least. Like, yeah. like the Arizona Coyotes have their number. So do the Calgary Flames. And that plays with your mind. If if that's what happens, that's going to be a mental thing for the Avalanche going forward. I I don't want to sit here and say like it, it like they played well. Mm-hmm. I, you know, th- th- it was so up and down. There were moments where Calgary was in command of this game. And you're like, man, is, is, are the Avalanche going to be able to, you know, tilt the ice back in their direction? And they did. They yeah. did. And and they took control of the game on, on several occasions. Uh, you had, you know, the, the Landis got goal right off the bat. Yeah. You couldn't ask for a better start. Exactly. First minute of the game, he's got a goal. And what Avalanche fans are really feeling for the first time since October is the Avalanche as vulnerable. This is like on paper, back-to-back losses, if you want to call it that, like an overtime loss, if you want to call it that. And we're so used to rebounding and making the next team pay. So I guess it's just being conditioned to winning all the time. This one kind of stings. And when that game started out, it was, of course, Landy getting everything going, and then punch for punch, and then Berkey scoring a really nice one, and it was just punch for punch all game. And then when you go to overtime... And to lose that way, you really start to you you get a little bitter about it. You're like, there were so many. You could go back and point out so many things about the game that they could fix. So it's like I said, it's our first time since October that we're like, okay, we're being really critical of the Avs play and the outcome. And it's a nice position to be in. We're still up 95 points on everybody else in the league. So (laughs) I mean, it's it's not terrible, but you want to win those games because. These are your measuring stick games. We say it all the time. Calgary is a measuring stick team, and Johnny Hockey shouldn't make you look like that. Yeah, I, I you want you just thought that overtime was going to be one of those mm. overtimes where you're just on the edge of your seat, and there's so much back and forth going on, and it didn't happen. The Abs, I like what they do when they win the faceoff in in the overtime, and they got Nazem Kadri out there. He wins the faceoff and immediately goes off. Mm-hmm. And and um, I think it's Rantanen that comes on. Um, I think so. It, it, I think it's him. And again, like I, I was, I was listening to to uh, Mojer call the game, and he thought that uh, Nachuskin came on. I don't think Nachuskin came on. I've seen him do that before. I but I want him to. It, like, yeah. I mean, it happened. It, it happened so fast. I, like I, I would rather Val Nachuskin be out there on that top three. Mm-hmm. For the overtime because he's so good in overtime um and you had miko rantanen just dude he just got 
removed from the puck. Yeah. Too easily. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Miko's a big boy. He should not be getting separated from the puck that easily. And 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 then it just turned into one pass where, you know, Nathan McKinnon kind of just lost track of his dude and that's all she wrote. So you you hate to see it end like that. Yeah. On just back to back, you're you're two two of your superstars. One gets separated from the puck with ease, and the other loses track of his man and game over. And that was about Miko's second or third time losing the puck and getting bodied off the puck in that game. So it was it was kind of alarming. And then for it to be on Pavel Francouz was also interesting because he's so yeah. good in those situations. Yeah. So and to see Nathan McKinnon almost like pretzeled and completely have to turn around, be in a bad position, and for him to be on that highlight that you watch on yeah. what in the crease when they're breaking down every goal in a bite-sized form, and then you see Nathan McKinnon looking very like a rookie mistake. I wonder if he thought he was he was leaving. Yeah, I, I, it I, felt like he was caught in a change. Yeah, like or or not not McKinnon. Like who um who scored the last goal? Was it uh, Johnny Hockey? Uh, it, it was him. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it was Goudreau. Um, I wonder if he thought Goudreau Goudreau was leaving the ice. I think and, they both did. Yeah. It's if possible. you see if you see his reaction when he did get that puck. Yeah. Like he was almost to the bench, and so was Nathan McKinnon. He was it, so when, when he that collected the puck, he was right in front of his bench. And when that stretch so. pass reached Johnny Hockey, you could see like the almost immediate rush of like kind of panic, kind of adrenaline. I got to make this work because if it if I don't, I'm going to get beat, and this is how overtimes are put away by yep. mistakes like this. And he was the one that made us pay. <clears throat> Well, more to get to. Um, we will talk about Darcy Kemper coming in, not Darcy Kemper, Darcy Kemper leaving and Papa Francois coming in in relief. Um, and then another highlight reel, incredible play by Kale McCarr. Mm. Uh, we'll get to all that and then some. And Sammy G talk still to come. But first, we have a brand new sponsor to tell you about, and that is Athletic Greens. And you are maybe asking yourself, what is Athletic Greens? You take one scoop of Athletic Greens and you are absorbing 75 high-calorie vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients to support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and your aging. And I just had a birthday and I just turned 41, so uh, it's got my interest. Mm. Uh so it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habits. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. And you're investing in an all in one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It costs him over $100 a day. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop. Um, it's one scoop of Athletic Greens in a cup of water every day. And that is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. 
And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Um, Jared Bednar makes a goalie change and my, like he, Darcy Kemper did not have the best day. Clearly. Um, he gave up the three goals. Did it surprise me that he took him out? No, because he's done this before. And I'm pretty sure it was the uh, Toronto game. Yes. When he took him out. And it really wasn't his fault in that game. It was to just jumpstart the guys. It was like, hey, let's let's get something going here. And for the second time, it worked. Uh, the Toronto game, if I have the game correctly, which I'm almost positive I do. I think um, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Like that worked then. Came back and they won that game, one of the best games of the year. Mm-hmm. And it worked here in that, well, Pablo Francois shut out Calgary until the overtime. Um, and it did. Like it kind of, it, it, I think it just, it tells the Avs like, you know, we got to get going. And, and once again, it's not completely on our goalie, but, you know, we let him down. So let's not let, you know, our second goalie down. Let's pick it up a little bit. And yeah, I do think it worked again. Yeah, that was definitely Bednar saying, hey, if you're not going to take up for Kemper, I'll take up for him and I'll get him out of here real quick. And you see Kemper, who's usually happy-go-lucky, slime his stick as he's going to the bench because he felt it. He knew it just wasn't his night. He was disappointed in himself. The team was disappointed. Frankie came in, did what Frankie does, except for the overtime, which it was surprising. At first, I really didn't gel with that but i'm not the coach and i look horrible in a suit so i let bednar do his thing <laughs> but like you understand it and when you see how the team reacted um it makes a lot of sense and you had things that they were doing to to get them going you had the goalie change you had the mcdermott fight mm-hmm. which was which is a pretty good fight um so you you're get like and going back to Miko getting like kind of pushed off the puck in overtime, it's surprising that it happened in overtime because you just played 60 minutes against a brutal team. Yeah. That's how they play. So it's a little it was a little bit surprising to me that that happened, knowing full well how that you know, you just got bruised for for 60 minutes. So I kind of feel like now that you have a chance to step back and kind of a set because this is the first time you played this team all year. Yeah. And they got the best of you in that, you know, it was overtime and anything can happen overtime and it happened for them. But for the abs, now you can kind of step back and say like, okay, we know their game. Now let us adjust to that off the ice on the ice. You got to make adjustments on the ice. And and I feel like they did them and they, they were in the game. They, yeah. they went to overtime. Now they can take a, a, a step back, you know, really look at tape and say, all right, this is how we attack these guys next next game. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And then I think this is the first opponent the Avalanche has played all year where they have played a full 60-minute game. Like, if you look at what, where the Avalanche scoring comes from, it's the third period when they continue to wear you down and wear you down, mm-hmm. and they get their goals in that third period when you're completely out of gas. Calgary is the first team that we've played that they didn't run out of gas. They punched, yeah. we punched, they punched back. There was yeah. no quit, and you kept waiting on that that little Calgary to get gas because 
the top line was the only line performing for Calgary. You kept waiting for them to get tired, and they're not. And it was that's why it went to overtime. You kept waiting for that moment, and it never came. And the Avalanche eventually got caught napping. Yeah, and in in the third period, you had a golden opportunity when it was Kale McCarr got a, a penalty. He was mixing it up with. Uh, let me see if I can bring the penalties up here quickly. Um, Matthew Kachuk. Kachuk. It was Matthew Kachuk. That's right. And so it was four on four and McKinnon flying down the right side. Taves keeping up with him and he throws a beautiful pass and it mm-hmm. just Taves just couldn't. He had it. He had a net. He had yep. an open net and it just went off to the left. And that I think there was four or five minutes left when that happened. Yeah. You know, that was a golden opportunity. So again, I don't want to sit here and just kind of like, you know, rattle off all the things like the the abs did wrong because they, they didn't get two points. They had opportunities to put this thing away in regulation. So you have to be happy about that. And that's why we should trade Devin Tays. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, he can't make that goal. You, you can't make a goal going 25 miles an hour stopping on a dime and putting it like directly in a net. Come on, dude. Not happening. Not on my avalanche. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You had uh, down the Chuskin. I mean, if he, dude, he makes so much difference on this team. It was night and day between the last game and this game when he wasn't there in this game. Um, And and he had, he's so good on the forecheck. Yeah. And he had one late in the game where where he's just so big and he's so wide and he has such a good reach. Got Calgary to turn the puck over, hit Kadri, who was kind of coming right down the slot, and he just couldn't put it home. Again, another opportunity. So you have all these opportunities. And then the one where you did hit Pater is the Kale McCarr play. Just, I mean, you cannot sing this guy's praises enough. And I'm getting a little bit tired that he's not in the heart mix. He's got, in my opinion, he has the Norris locked up. Mm-hmm. And you can't convince me otherwise. I read, I think it was on the score, or this was uh, just last week, they gave their their top five heart candidates. He wasn't even on there. And I just think that is a disservice to uh, the NHL, to defensemen, and to Kale McCarr himself. The dude is incredible. That play both ways shows you what this guy can do. It's it's insane. I feel like talks for Kale McCarr for the heart will start amplifying when you when teams are mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. So you don't have to watch all these other accessory teams where you're like, well, if it wasn't for him, this team wouldn't have a sh-. no. If they're mathematically eliminated, it starts eliminating all these teams, and more eyeballs are on Kale McCarr, and then everybody starts looking back at what he's actually done this year. Up to this point, and then the talks will amplify. I can assure you of that. I think I like focus in on on the teams that are still <clears throat> alive, and especially when the Avalanche, you know, they, they sh- still should be in a very good spot. Yeah, um, kind of running away with the West, you would hope. <clears throat> but I don't know. It's just stuff like that that makes you just say, "Wow, this dude is is you know as young as he is, defenseman." Making plays like that on both yeah. ends just wows you. Incredible. Yeah. Um, and the last one that I want to mention was, you know, we talked about Taves. Um, I loved that the the Burkowski goal 
who continues to keep rolling, by the way, um, started with Devontae's absolutely laying out uh, someone on Calgary. I don't even remember who it was, and I don't care. But dude got laid out, which is not really. I mean, Taves will, he'll, he'll, you know, he'll be feisty if he needs to, but that's not his number one spot of of how he plays. No, and that just goes to show you that they knew what they were up against, and you got to be physical with these guys. And he just stood them up, laid them out, and it went in the other direction. Burkowski with a great goal on a fantastic pass yeah. by Alex Newhook again, and another guy that is just ascending oh my god yeah and you love to see it especially berkey getting hot love to see it love to see it and he's maintaining so that's another thing you really want and new hook is right there he's being he's that first apple on all these goals that are coming in eventually he's going to break into that where he's got that trust and that goal's coming back the other way from berkey you like what you're seeing and devin tays using his hockey iq analyzing it to say you know what let's body him here because that's what i need to do oh it's perfect so so i mean a lot of good stuff from the abs uh maybe the the one bad that everyone is latching onto is sammy g they're kind of hanging this on him uh more than anybody so we'll get to uh who do we have here we got bet online and built bar and then we'll get to our sound check and then sammy g but first BetOnline.net, obviously the football season is long gone, but you have March Madness right around the corner. And from all the latest odds, the totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach, like Coach K, is he fired? No, he's not fired. He fired uh, himself. Is, <laughs> uh, is going to land. BetOnline.net is number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. It remains your best location for your sports scores, podcasts, and news for this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. And you know it. You love it. It's Built Bar. And Built Bar puffs are a thing that Kyle cannot stop texting me about. That's right. Uh, (laughs) And if you haven't tried them, you are missing out on one of the best tasting protein bars on the market. That's Built Bar Puffs. Their first ever protein infused marshmallow bar. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, and it's not just a protein bar. They're more like a treat and covered in 100% chocolate. So they are low calorie, high protein, You can replace your candy bar with these because they are better tasting than a typical candy bar, which can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, where built bars are 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, sir, before we get to Sammy G talk, we have a sound check to get to. So songs that we uh, handpick that best summarize the most recent action for the Avalanche, in this case, against Calgary Flames. What do you got? A song by a little known musician by the name of Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah. Who uh, was he? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he had a career or anything. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Our Lord and Savior Johnny Cash and Ring of Fire 
listen to that song another one of those if you actually go to spotify follow the playlist and listen to that song yeah it listen to that song it will it's got the vibe of that game okay. <laughs> down down I down mean, and the flames went higher <laughs> yeah that's perfect <sighs> i mean perfect. but it's fantastic song fantastic vibe and now which one are we putting in there is it like a live version like Folsom Prison version or just the regular studio version? Like, what, what's, give what's give the... that that first studio version because there's a little bit of rawness in that. Okay, and you had told me that's your favorite kind of like music bi- uh, biography yes. movie, right? That one, Walk the Line. That's so good. It is. It is, it is really incredible. It's, it's it's one of those where you just keep like just stop doing what you're doing and it's just not that easy and then it's it's one of those that don't tell you the whole story it's like it'll get you up to a certain point you're like oh i know he did like you're not even talking about the highwaymen and stuff like yeah yeah it's leave you wanting more well done (laughs) good choice good choice um for me i again there was a few that i was going going through and and i have to the one i the one i picked uh was like right after the game so I'm gonna stick with that because my, my, you know, it's been 24 hours and you know I'm, I'm I've, rec- I've recovered, uh, but I'm going with my, my anger after the game was over. And uh, Alanis Morissette has a fantastic song called uh, "The Reasons I Drink," mm. and that was it for me after that game. I was like, you know, like th- these these are the reasons the Colorado Avalanche why you know. You, you make me stay up late at night and uh, lose sleep and want to knock back a few and just forget about the problems. Isn't Alanis Morissette that sings You Ought to Know? Yes. Did you know that song is about Uncle Joey from Full House? I did. I did know that. And do you want to know something else about that song? You know who plays bass guitar on that song? Who? Flea. Get out of town. Flea plays bass guitar on that song. Yes. No, you know what? Cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh is that bass guitar made of wood <laughs> oh oh boy we're nerds uh r.i.p bob staggett <laughs> so the goat yeah. oh man all right uh if you're on social media and follow a lot of avalanche stuff um people are not happy with sam gerard no. And he he did have he did have a bad game. You know, mm-hmm. you can't you can't make any bones about it. A really bad pass that he was. I, I don't know. That, that's the game of hockey. It's a game of inches sometimes. And I think, you know, he kind of threw a blind pass um, that was just inches away from. And I, for some reason, I think it was Devon Taves who was out there with him at the same time. I, I don't know if it was him or not. I think it was. That was just out of reach of his blade. And if he, if he if it got on his blade and maybe we're going the other direction and we're not as being as harsh on him as we are right now, but it didn't. It got stopped. It didn't get out of the zone and it led to a a flames goal. Um, there were other problems. He was having just puck problems. He just didn't seem comfortable uh, carrying the puck into any zone. Um, and now people are kind of worried about Sammy G and because we're in the, the trade season, people are just throwing him in there now. Like he, it is now whatever deal the avalanche are making Sam Gerard is included in it. 
I'm a huge fan of him. Mm-hmm. And I will be, you know, he's not he's not playing well recently. Um, I am nowhere near wanting to in- unload this guy. And yeah. I'll explain why a little bit later, but uh, I want you to kind of chime in here first. You know how loud these everybody's been about Sam Gerrard? It's been recently. You know who's been scoring recently? We talked about him as the second goal tonight. Exactly. Burkowski scoring. Right. We're not talking about JT Comfort as much. We're not talking about Jost as much. So you keep working your way down. You're like, you know what? Sam Gerrard hasn't scored in a while. He's got 27 points on the year. Is that terrible? Is that bad? There were no, there was a lot of loyalty to him when it came to the Seattle expansion draft. He was a, oh, we're protecting him. There's no way. We were putting EJ, telling him, you need to retire and so we can protect one more person. Right. But we, are, we love EJ. He's Mr. Avalanche. Uh, now, look, <laughs> be a little fair to Sam Gerrard here. Yes, he had a bad game. Miko, we talked about him getting bodied off a puck. We trading him too. There's some yeah, bad games don't qualify a one-way ticket for cash considerations to Arizona. Right. Like right, right. he's had a bad stretch, but there have been defenders of JT Comfer, Tyson Jost, Andre Burkowski. Sam Gerard should automatically have defenders, and this should not be a point to talk about. Yes, he's had a bad season. And it hasn't been what he's expected to do. Nathan McKinnon had a rough start to the season. We will never, ever, ever talk about right, trading yeah, him away. Limits. He's off limits when you when you talk about stuff like that. You're right. And there was a lot of people talking about, let's not protect, protect Nazem Kadri. Let him go to Seattle because he's nothing but problems. Where would this Avalanche team be right now if we didn't do that? Absolutely. You You're do right. not want to let Samuel Gerrard be traded because he's one of these players that has so much talent, he will make you pay. Yeah, there. I mean, there are ups and downs of a hockey season, mm-hmm. and and for him, a, a year ago, and I have the screenshot. I should go back and and find it again. There, there, there was a website listing the the Norris Trophy favorites, and Kale McCarr was out for a good amount of the the season. And he was number one at this mm-hmm. point in time. He was the favorite a year ago to be the Norris Trophy winner. Clearly didn't happen. Once Kale McCarr comes back, he's going to demand a lot more you know, attention. So, um, But he kind of settled back in. But when McCarr was out, he filled that role nicely. He didn't fill his role. I'm not trying yeah. to say he's Kale McCarr. No. But I'm saying like he you can you could have relied on him then. You he's struggling right now. But and like just Kyle laid out, Nazem Kadri is a perfect example. There were people to start this season wondering, is he gonna get in, into another suspension and and we're gonna be without Kadri? And now we're talking about him from, for the heart, and now we all love him. I you, you can't get like all of this this hatred for for Sammy G is more recent because mm-hmm. you have what's he what what does he got for the season twenty seven twenty seven points five goals twenty two points uh twenty two assists. You want to know how many points he had all the month of February? One. He had one point in February. And it was the last game of the, the month against Vegas. He had an assist. I heard, I heard nothing about him in February about people trading him. No. Well, up until then, from February 2nd, I don't know. I don't think they played on February 1st. 
until February 26th against Vegas. He didn't score at all. And he's got 27 points. So he he's in a slump. Yeah. Do you just unload him because of that? If we if we did that, like you just said, we wouldn't have Andre Burakovsky. We wouldn't have uh Nazem Kadri. LFC, Abe Kubel. Yeah. If you go back a couple of years, when you know, Nachuskin's first couple months for the abs didn't go swimmingly. Nope. You know, like so you have to let these guys go through. And I know you don't want to. You want them to be pitcher perfect, a model all throughout the season, but it just doesn't work that way. He is hitting a big slump. It's not, you know, this is nothing that you I'm I'm trying to minimize. But I'm saying, like, if the Avalanche as an organization have shown us anything, it's patience. Yes. You know, just look. They still got Martin Kaut <laughs> playing for the Eagles. They haven't got rid of him yet. And this is coming from someone who actively wanted Burakovsky shipped out immediately off of his slump. Mm. And look at what he's producing now. What yeah. I would I would have felt really, really bad if we didn't have that goal against Calgary to, you know, counterpunch Calgary. Berkey's there. He's been hot. He's out of his slump. Samuel Gerard, when you're comparing Berkey and Gerard, both of their like Gerard has a higher ceiling than Berkey. This is something you want to hold out for because yeah. you know what he can do. Yeah. I mean, I that's a that's an interesting topic if who's got the higher ceiling between the two of them, but I mean, you, you've seen what he can do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You've seen that he can, can really perform. And the, the, you know, the, the, the minute that he's not doing that anymore, we want to get rid of him. I get he didn't have a good series against Vegas. I get that, um, you know, last year. And I think that's the concern for a lot of people is when it's put up or shut up time, when it's a big game, he disappears. Okay. I, I hear you. I hear you. Work on that. Yeah, you nobody just, had a good series against Vegas. He really didn't. Yeah, but you know that that this is where like you know practice and 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 watching tape and getting with your coaches like give him the opportunity to correct it. And then if you see a trend for the next one, two, three years, I mean, at the most, if that's continuing to happen, then we're having a different conversation. Then yeah. we're like, why are you not getting up for these games? But I'm, I mean, he's still a young guy and he's got a fantastic contract cap wise. You know, he has the ability. Let that come out. Don't just want to ship him. I, I just don't get all that. And he's slumping and he knows he's slumping. You know how you know he's, he knows that he's slumping? Mm-hmm. You have not seen La Tornade in quite some time. No, I saw one of them. Uh, was it in the Islanders game? Was he, it might have been in the Islanders game. I don't think he did. Yeah, but you haven't seen it like where where he's planning on doing it because he's not. It, he's, he's not, not skating around. No, he's, he's he, not. He's not he's comfortable lost at all. Confidence. He's yep. lost confidence. Help him get that back. Yep. Just like you've done with with Burakovsky. Just like you've done with Kadri. Just like you've done with Nachuskin. You've turned Nachuskin's career around. Yep. It can happen, people. It can happen where uh, guys are down and they can come out of it. If I didn't feel like he could, I'd be on your side. But I'm yep. just not. I'm sorry. I, I, I still think the guy has loads of talent, um, and he's just got to figure it out. And I'm going to give him time to try to figure it out. Yeah, this is not the time yet. No. Nope. Not right now. So, all right. Um, that's going to get a lot of comments on YouTube. I can tell you that right now. So uh, let's hear it. I, I love this debate. I love it. I, but 
you know, if you just throw out the Sammy G sucks, like I'm just going to ignore you because that, that that's that's not an argument. That's just a uh, a weak opinion. If you ask, I'll res- I respond to everybody. So if yeah, I'll well, just be yeah. like, okay, cool. But <laughs> <laughs> that that's the extent of what you'll get. So I'll copy um, and paste it and get ready for it. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. So uh, hang tight because you won't hear from us until likely Thursday. I don't. I don't know if we'll get a, a Wednesday one in. We will try, but there's gonna be a lot of traveling going on and a lot of stuff. So um, the latest uh, will be back Thursday. But follow us on social media because we're gonna be uh, having some fun at these games. Um, until then, uh, appreciate you turning it, tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Check out Locked On NHL. Make that your second listen of the day. Get caught up in everything going on around the league. Until then, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I, Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. And we'll see you guys later. Go, Abs, go.